Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is January 21st, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 13 and 14. So beginning in verse 47, Matthew says this, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it onto the shore, sat down and sorted the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand all these things. I think one of the things to keep in mind is that Jesus in his public ministry is primarily focused on the Jews. And all the Jews have grown up in a very religious culture. They're keeping the law. They're celebrating the festivals. They're going to the temple. They're making the annual pilgrimage. They're doing all of these religious things. And the truth is, it was difficult to tell who had a genuine relationship with God, an open heart. God was working in their lives, and they were the ones who would also be responsive to Jesus and his message versus those who were just religious but independent and really closed to the work of God in their hearts. And you know, the same thing is true today in American culture. Most people, over 70% still would say, would identify as Christian. And we are have a lot of religious traditions. People may go to church. They may have Bibles in their house. They may know some Bible stories. They keep some of the big biblical rules, some of the commandments. But yet, Their heart may not really be open to God. They're certainly not growing spiritually or learning to live by the Spirit or allowing God to produce His life in them. But it's the truth is, it's really hard sometimes to distinguish the difference, especially from a distance, because what we're talking about is the condition of a person's heart. And so Jesus says, listen, at the end, God will sort that out, and we really don't have to. That's not really our job. Our job is not to try to pass judgment and determine whether somebody's really in or not, or they're just immature and need to mature. We're not really sure what which it is. So what do we do with all these fish or with the wheat and the tares? What we do is we're inviting everyone to follow Jesus. That's our responsibility as a church is to teach people to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, so they can do what Jesus did. So we've got to keep preaching that message, keep keep teaching people. And that's what this podcast is all about, teaching them to open their heart to God every day, to turn to Jesus every day and invite him to continue his work in their heart and life. And even if they are a weed, or even if they are a bad fish, if we continue to encourage them to follow Jesus and we talk about our story and what Jesus is doing for us, hopefully, just like me and you, hopefully one day the gospel really does take root, the lights come on, or maybe their circumstances create within them a desire for God, and all of a sudden they cross the line, and now they're wheat, they're not a weed. Now they're a good fish, not a bad fish. The truth is, 
at some point, all of us who are genuine believers, we made that transition, right? We went from being outsiders to being insiders. So our job is not to judge and determine whether everybody's inside or outside. Our job is to invite people to come in and just keep doing that. And it's not into the church and it's not to just praying a prayer or some religious thing we're inviting them into relationship with God and teaching them to walk with him and trusting that God is going to do a work in their heart and ultimately at the end Jesus will straighten it all out now watch here's what happens next Jesus goes to his hometown verse 54 says he returned to Nazareth his hometown And when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do these miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon and Judas, all his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told him a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Listen, how many of you know this is true? It is difficult to witness to our family, right? I think most of us would say the most difficult witnessing we do, the most difficult people sometimes for us to reach or to have influence with is our family. And part of the reason is because they've known us all our lives. And and this isn't true for Jesus, but it's true for us. They know all the bad, dumb stuff we've done in the past, right? And so they're still trying to determine if our faith is genuine, right? Well, as we continue to walk with God, and God is producing this transformation in our lives, listen, the day comes when it becomes undeniable, I mean, I can look at my own story. I'm 50 years old now, but I can look at my own story. And there was a time when it's obvious to me, people were wondering, is Alan going to finish? Is this real? Is is he going to fizzle out? You know, and the truth is they had every reason to, to wonder because I had this very colored past and I've given my life to Jesus and I'm trying to I'm trying to grow spiritually and I want to be a pastor but I was young and and everybody again everybody I think is just wondering is Alan going to be able to finish he started well but can he finish well today things are different at this point it's difficult for people that have known me a long time to deny The man, God has changed his life. He is a different person. Man, I can see God working in him and through him. So now I've got a lot of credibility and people are much more open to my witness and my story and my encouragement. But that wasn't true early on. Well, here's something to keep in mind. When Jesus is doing this, he's only 30 years old. He's still a young man, and he didn't follow the traditional education ministry preparation route that all the other Jewish men who want to be in ministry would have followed. So that was unique. 
And all of a sudden, he seems to be challenging a lot of our traditions. He seems to be breaking some of our rules. He seems to be disagreeing with our leadership. And so all of that raised questions in the minds of observers. Can Jesus be trusted? Can we listen to his message? Can we follow him? And so they just, I mean, I can understand if I was in that situation, it would have been difficult for me too. And they've known him their whole life. Furthermore, they probably know that Joseph wasn't his father. And they probably didn't believe Mary's story that God was responsible for that. So all of that has made Jesus's credibility a little challenging. But guess what? Later on, Jesus goes to the cross and dies for our sin. Still, there's some questions, right? But on the third day when he rose again, it's the resurrection of Jesus that proves to everybody with an open heart and mind that Jesus is the Son of God because now he's predicted his own death and resurrection and pulled it off and he's the only person in world history to do that and that's why the early church exploded. Listen to this. The church actually was born in the very place where Jesus was crucified. And that's because the resurrection convinced so many people he was who he claimed to be. And the world has never been the same. Just think, 2,000 years later, there are over 2 billion people in the world who claim to be a follower of Jesus. Boy, that is influence. It didn't start that way, but he finished strong. His influence is stronger than ever. And I would just encourage you, you you may be early in the journey. And maybe right now people don't think you have a lot of credibility and, and they're not sure if you're going to finish. Just continue to follow Jesus as you follow Jesus. And as Jesus is transforming your life, your influence will grow. And it's just encouraging to me. When it's challenging for me through the years to minister to my family, it's encouraging to know, man, that was tough for Jesus too. And uh, so just stay with it. Keep following Jesus. And as your influence increases, your opportunities will increase. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for these two teachings, these two ideas today that, God, we don't have to sort out who's in and out. What we need to do is just invite everybody to come in, invite everybody to follow Jesus, to teach them how to live in a relationship with you so that they can be transformed from the inside out. Secondly, when it comes to witnessing to our family and our close friends, the people that we know and love, sometimes they're pretty skeptical about our faith. And they're not sure we're going to finish. They know we've started well. They're not sure we're going to finish. God, we don't have to debate that with people. We can just continue to walk with you, continue to invite you to produce your life and kingdom and character in us. And as we do, over time, it becomes undeniable that God is doing something beautiful in our hearts. And that witness begins to open the heart of those we have influence with. So God, we pray that you'd continue to do it. Lord, help us to keep inviting people to follow you as we follow you and our influence continues to grow. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.